Oh, you wearing them suits like Johan. Oh, no, you want them little hair tubbing braids like Ampan. Oh, you trying to get you a little stud like Devinhan. Young nigga from that north side, I never been capping. Duval nigga, I'm never ducking that action. I pull up in that whip, niggas know what I be blasting. Random ass a podcast, no fuck nigga be snapping. I don't know if it's me, but I'm the realest nigga of the week. Disagree, they gon' have to come and get their ass beat. Bear beneath, put that boy six feet deep. I had Joe zip him up when they say that nigga deceased and pay. Deacon Ample Rat to go slide to the wake and preach. Thanksgiving at Devin Curry, but sub is what he eat. Niggas been lame. Can I get a lean ass nigga? You ain't a fan of the pot on green Nigga stop sleeping if a nigga disagree, pussy boy stop breathing. Random X a podcast. I say random X a podcast. It's the best damn podcast. Nigga stop sleeping if a nigga disagree, pussy boy stop breathing. All right, man, we back. Yes, Another sir. episode, random acts of pocket. I don't even know. It's like four hundred and something. Man, lost we count. ain't keeping count no more. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all look at the bottom on the description, man. Hey, sure. man. Oh, it's it's four thirty seven. Four thirty seven. Random acts of podcast, man. We early as surely. If you're on a live stream right now on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Ario Podcast, man. Tune in early, get the bonus episodes, all that shit, man. Salute the troops, we in them coops like caprices. <laughs> hey man, salute my co-host, man. Joe, how you feeling today, man? Man, I'm I'm here. Yeah. I'm hanging in there, baby. Getting <laughs> <laughs> there like swimwear, man. You know what I'm here, saying? Man. <laughs> hey man. We live. Definitely. Hey man, let's get into the guests we got, man. Yes, salute. sir. Salute. 904 Eli, man. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate Pulled up it. on us, man. Long time in the making. Glad you could finally come out. Mm-hmm. You dropped your project recently. I'll, just, I'll let you introduce yourself, man. Thank you. Thank you, man. Hey, I just want to say it's an honor and it's a blessing. Oh, let me go for, ahead. Uh, you, yeah, okay. for sure. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just to uh, give me an opportunity, you know what I'm saying, to just come up here and just express myself. Uh, I've been rapping for a long time, man. And you know how, like, when you're young, you try to find yourself. But I always knew music was my passion. I knew this was meant for me. And then once, like, I, I wrote a poem, and once one of my poems got published in a book, that's when I knew I'm like I can really express my words. So like I felt like that's a great way to like let off your stress, let off to, to get like because us as black men we hold so much in. No, and for sure, for sure. You you can let it out in different ways. Boxing, playing basketball. My thing was basketball and stuff like that. But shit, really, bro, it's just been music for me. Um, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Like I said, I've been rapping all my life. Uh, this, I just dropped my first mixtape called the uh, Book of called the Book of 904 Eli. All right. So yeah, um, I'm gonna just start off by uh, you know explaining to myself. Uh, like I said, I'm from Jacksonville, Southside. Uh, That's one for you, Joe. Yeah, we be we be tallying, man. He just he just won around. Chick. Hold on, what part of Southside? I would say Arlington. That's two points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It might need to be a three pointer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> so, and that's really what it is, bro. I remember um, back in high school, I had a desktop computer. And I don't know if y'all remember that uh, video game called Guitar Hero. Oh, yeah. With guitar sure. and shit. Oh, yeah. You know, that bit came with a mic. 
So I took the Guitar Hero mic, plugged it up to the uh, <laughs> the, the computer, <laughs> and um, I recorded my first mixtape, bro. That's Just like at up. the crib. After school every day, bro, I used to like record myself and try to make beats, but the technology ain't like what it is today. Yeah. yeah. Shit, my first uh, recording, mm -hmm. well, first I used to carry around a tape recorder. Oh, and that man. bitch was big as a suitcase. My granddaddy had that shit. Whoa. I stole it from his house one day, took it to the daycare, and we had a little group. You know what I'm saying? We recorded on that shit. And I mean, Whoa. legit, that bitch was like a suitcase, bro. Mm -hmm. It had a handle and the whole thing dropped down, bro. It was about a five-pound recorder. Mm -hmm. So uh, I used to do that. And then um, mm -hmm. my mama got me this uh, DJ thing where you could, like, change the frequency on the radio. Right. Oh, psh. Easy E. <laughs> Nigga, Mr. Jefferson on this yeah. bit, you know what I'm saying? Live in the ones and twos, Duval County was happening. Uh -huh. For sure. For sure. <laughs> but, um, shit, really, bro, like, growing up, my parents ain't really have it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, financially, I ain't really had the money to, to go in the studio and really record. So, like, as I got older, I'm like, instead of buying all these clothes and shit, let me just invest, you know what I'm saying, in my in my dream and my in myself. So I work hard so I can, you know, get to the studio and record and it just feel good to finally drop my official tape, just going to a real studio, you feel me? Mm. Yeah. All right, so you say you've been rapping all your life, so like mm. at what what made you like say fuck it, let me just finally drop a, a mixtape like Cause what happened was uh all right, it all started after a breakup. Because, <laughs> you know, when you're in a relationship, you kind of distract it. You know, I'm yeah. doing things for her, spending money on her. Just I'm doing everything to please her. I'm pleasing myself on the low, but, you mm -hmm. know, we put the girl first. Yeah. Right. So once after that breakup, I'm by myself. So I got a lot of time to just, like, find myself. And I'm like, damn, let me do what I love. That basketball shit did. You know what I'm saying? I know I ain't going to the NBA. No boy, raw as hell. <laughs> so I was like. Oh, you be hooping? Yeah, I be hooping on the loaf, but I've been gay that up. I just do it for fun. But right I now. I ain't going to put my co host out there because you be. <laughs> You say you be hooping, so. Nah, nigga, I'm retired. You retired? Man. <laughs> retired oh, you finally stop talking hey, shit? I'm retired, man. Hey, man. My knees is shot. Ten, like, I don't know what I made, mean, I, hey, I still get out there now. I don't know what made him got to change the heart, but like 10 episodes ago, he was like, yeah, I, 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 I dunk on a nigga. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, that sentiment, it still stands. <coughs> nah, like two I still dunk on a nigga. Right, right. Now, like I two. just ain't running full court with a nigga. You uh, hear me? Uh, there go the difference. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm down to shoot a ball. I ain't down to go and play ball. Right, <laughs> real. You know, and watching that shit on TV, it make you want to hoop. I ain't yeah. going to count. But like I said, bro, when I had all that free time, I found myself. And I was dropping singles. Like, I wanted to drop a single, then drop a music video behind it. And I've been rapping for a year. The year flew by fast as hell. So my dog was like, man, it's about that time to drop a tape. And I'm like, yeah, you right. So then I was like, fuck it. Let me just go ahead and drop this tape real quick. And that's what I did. I figured, I figured. Yeah. That's, that's that's ironic because like I feel like this podcast started on, on a breakup on my end. So like, <laughs> it was like one of those situations where like, yeah, I need to do something with my life, like yeah. pivot something. And like I I was like before we started, you was asking us how like how long we've been podcasting. And mm -hmm. like I'll talk about it all the time. Like I'm inspired by like Joe Rogan and shit. Right. So like watching his ass, 
I was like, shit, I might as well start a podcast too. So yeah, like, yeah. I'm in the same boat. Yours is just rapping, mine was just podcasting uh-huh. and whatnot. Right. And so. shit, it don't matter how old you is, bro. It's like, chase your dream, do what you love. Life is short. And that's what I had to realize. Like, instead of me worrying about what other people think of me, let me just do me. And um, people gonna eventually gravitate because they see I take this shit serious. Yeah. And I'm perfecting my craft like you perfecting yours. That's real. Salute, salute. Consistency mm-hmm. is key, one thing for sure. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to put the project together? Um, So it was going to be an EP. Like, I probably going to drop like six new songs. But then I thought about it. I was like, I actually got a couple hits. So I was like, let me go ahead and just put it all together and just make it an official mixtape. So I got about 12 songs on there. So the songs that the new songs I recorded, I recorded it in probably about like less than a month. Yeah, less than a month, because now it take me like what? For two hours, I could record two songs, but when I first started, it took one song to, for two hours. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm speeding up. I'm like actually getting better with the speed when it comes to the studio time, so less than a month. Okay. So how do you like practice and shit? You just like, just take your time in the studio? You do a home studio, you do professional studio? So what I like to do, I like to really be alone, and I like to just listen to the beat that's just like a form of meditation like i just like to just be in my zone and i listen to the beat over and over and over till i find my flow mm-hmm. and i don't freestyle bro i can but i'm i like writing because i want to stay on topic and i want it to sound perfect when i'm rapping right yeah still nothing so uh sure. the name of the tape uh book of nine or four eli it's kind of like on some spiritual shit, on yeah, some it is. religious type stuff uh what made you go with that Man, look and I asked that ignorantly. I'm sorry. I didn't, mm. Lord, forgive me. I was cursing <laughs> while talking about that. <laughs> but yeah, you get you get what I mean. Though. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about it, bro. Um, a lot of people love to talk about the physical, but I want to talk about the spiritual, the things you can't see, but you could probably feel it. So it's like this. My cousin, that's my main man, Tyreek. Shout out to my boy Tyreek, man. He the one that came up with the title uh the book of eli and i decided to throw the 904 in front of eli since that's my rap name so um and it's crazy because i just seen that movie like this year type shit. that movie is amazing it is bro and basically the theme is like the apocalypse edition because that's the mixtape it's an apocalypse edition if you look at like the background and the theme it's like uh the fall of america or the fall of the, the world and I wanted to base it off of that because that's kind of like where America is leading to based on the economy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I can elaborate more on that. So put it like this, things is changing quick. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as a lot of jobs are hiring, you know what I'm saying? Uh, new laws is being put in place. They're taking away our rights. You know what I'm saying? There's so much going on. Like ever since COVID hit, a lot of things have been shifting. A lot of things been changing. So yeah. it's just like, is it getting better for us or is it getting worse, you know? And shit, I'm starting to understand that. Uh, are y'all familiar with the Bible? Yeah, I want uh, to. Uh, the book of, uh, book of Revelations, the Four Horsemen of Apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Like with the Four Horsemen, the Four Horses have names. You got one represents death, one represents war, one represents famine, and one represents pestilence, AKA disease. The disease, COVID, war, Ukraine, Russia, United States. What else I said? Death. You know what I'm saying? 
Dep that's part of depopulation and famine, AKA food shortage. That could possibly all is happening at once. You yeah. feel me? So we're definitely in like the Bible times right now, the book of revelations, apocalypse, AKA uh, battle of Armageddon, good, good versus evil. And that's what's going on right now. It's either you're going to choose to be good or choose to be evil. It ain't no in between. So let me ask you this in your thinking when you mm -hmm. when you're processing these things, do you think that we're coming to an end or you do you feel like we're going through a test? Great, great question, bro. Uh it's like this. I look at it like metamorphosis. Like it's going from a caterpillar to a butterfly. Everything that we're experiencing is not all bad. Like things actually it's good things that's coming out of this because people are waking up. Uh, with COVID-19 being in uh, quarantine, we had all of this time stuck in the house to find ourselves, to figure out what we really want to do, to think outside the box. And I feel like a lot of people are becoming woke. So it's like the way of living that we used to live is coming to an end and we're starting to think better. We're starting to eat healthier. Like things are starting to shift in a good way, you know what I'm saying, for the people that's waking up. So it's like the end of how can i put this the end of like a certain lifestyle we live and the beginning of a new lifestyle you know what i'm saying so we're, so with the government new world order new keyword so that means if it's a new world order then it's going to be an end of something that we was doing before mm -hmm. yeah i totally agree with that because i feel like like before COVID 19 and like other stuff that was going on. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like a lot of people were just like going through like life just like being naive on everything. Like, right. oh, no, nobody out to get us. It's this, yeah. it's this, that. It's no conspiracies. Right. And now like everything like in our face now, you're like, all right, people just dying at, dying all over the place. Right. It's obviously a food shortage. You go to the grocery <laughs> store, you go, you buy seven things, it's $150. Right. Uh, what else going on? All kind of shit yeah, is going on. Prices, gas Price going crazy. Well, gas like well, I mean, you can see that the food shortage is somewhat being controlled, and that mm -hmm. that that's yeah. what's even scarier. <clears throat> oh yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of unexplained explosions and fires on farms mm -hmm. and factories. Um, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that one. It was, I think it was like last month. They were like, oh, like oh, five million chickens died. Mm -hmm. well, anyway, mm -hmm. here's shit a like that. Here's a traffic report. They're saying that. Um, you know, they're not giving the same resources to farmers to be able to produce right. crops and things of that sort, or they're right. not able to get the same resources. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot that's playing into it for sure. Um, but again, that's what makes me ask, you know, uh, are we coming to an end or, or are we being tested? For me, I feel like it's more of a transitional period in right. the sense we're realizing today that mm -hmm. uh, one, we've been gluttonous over you know decades mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That, that i mean uh centuries rather you mm -hmm. know for sure um another thing i would say is that um we overindulge mm -hmm. shortage of resources you know what Definitely. i mean um you know there 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 again just so many things that i feel like now we are really starting to see like you say people are waking up yeah. to where it's like okay a car it, it provides such great benefits right mm -hmm. but realistically why do i have to travel 30 minutes to get to a walmart or or <laughs> a, a, a food source right period you know what i'm saying right. when in my community we have enough space to mm -hmm. build these things and be self-sufficient 
Yeah. You know, and, and, and within communities, you could provide jobs, ample jobs, and create opportunities right. and things of that sort. Exactly. Uh, sort. But um, I do think, again, that we're seeing a, a, a transitional period to where we'll see more of um, people finding new ways to, again, create resources, create income, mm-hmm. uh, 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 revenue streams and things of that sort, utilize those revenue streams for a greater good or for longevity, right. you know. Um, so we'll see. Uh-huh. It's basically like, uh, put it like this, we're all being controlled. I don't matter how, it don't matter how much money you got, we all slaves to a certain degree. It's levels to this shit. Um, what control us? Religion. And if it ain't religion, it's money. Mm-hmm. Money is what control the people because we all got to pay for shit. Right. So if the dollar crash, then what? You know? So I'm going to just leave it at that. But I feel like if even in that, even in that regard, before it goes to pure chaos, like we're at a point now to where mm-hmm. so many people do have resources. Mm-hmm. We do see that there's a disadvantage in that same regard. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if the dollar were to crash, I think that there is a way we could really and truly create a bartering system right. that that could work at least temporarily till we could figure things yeah. out. We you gotta, we gotta come together. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And learn how to uh, live off the land, farming, gardening, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, but live off of each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like. Um, now more than ever you're seeing people have to depend on relationships and 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 things of that sort so it's no longer a a okay well and i think a lot of things play into this the death the the uh financial burden Mm -hmm. you know everything Mm -hmm. but you're seeing people um appreciate the relationships that they have so much more today than we have ever before, at least in our our lives. Right. Let me ask both of y'all a question. Y'all bank with Vostar? No. Nah, but I heard about them though. Man. I don't bank with them because they're shit, for one. But two, they're such a limited bank. You travel outside of the state and nigga, good luck. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. So I usually, uh, I try and keep like one here local. And then like recently I got like one, I got another one. I got like a Capital One where it's like, Capital One is like not necessarily Jacksonville, but it's in other places. Yeah. But um, back to Vostar. So Vostar been having a bunch of like issues and like Eli when you had brought up the dollar crashing and whatnot. Right. Uh so with all the issues with Vostar, so Vostar to the listeners that's not from Jacksonville, Vostar been having a lot of issues where like, like pretty much they just whole system failing. I remember like a couple weeks ago. Not even a couple of weeks ago, like a couple of months ago, it was an issue where like nobody had access to, to like their, their bank. online banking mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then like last week, they had an issue where like everybody's uh, accounts didn't have like the right amount of money in it. Like what? you look at your you look at your shit, you be like, oh, you that you like, damn, I'm straight. I got a couple thousand. You know, none of your bills came out. Like they was having like a a crazy delay. And I was like, man, what if like one day like they just be like, all right, man, we just lost all your money because yeah. I ended because that shit is all digital. So it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. what what would what would people do if like you just had a bank and just like one day you just look in the bank and like just all your you, money? You no, know it's like, crazy. That actually happened in China already. Like they can't even withdraw money. You know what I'm saying? Um, I believe it's gonna be a great reset. 
the dollar's gonna crash because they've been ruling for too long. Yeah. Uh, what's on the dollar? A slave master. But guess what? Their time is up. America is bankrupt. They're in debt with China. So now China is gonna take over. Notice when you look at the NBA, when you watch the games, what you see on the floor, you see the crypto logo. Yeah. So they're pushing crypto. There's gonna be digital wallets. There's gonna be digital money. They're using QR codes. Um, <coughs> what's it called? Uh, technology is finna advance like crazy, man. And it's artificial intelligence. You know what I'm saying? Robots is taking people jobs. This is what I mean when I say the new world order. It's gonna be a great reset. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people gonna lose their jobs and shit because of the technology, bro. It remind me of the movie uh, with Will Smith. What it called? Our robot. Exactly. I was just thinking. About exactly. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Damn, man. All Will Smith movies, like niggas sleep on Will Smith. Everybody, like, oh man, he only got a couple <laughs> movies. Mm -hmm. he, the the good movies he do got like pretty much like explain shit that might happen. Like, I am legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, am am, I am legend. I robot like Hancock. Yup, Hancock too. Damn, I forgot about that one. And there's another one. I mean, not like, Hancock, but um, I, I'm thinking of I am legend talking yeah, yeah. about Hancock. Oh, okay. Hancock yeah, was I'm the one where he was a superhero. Yeah, I'm thinking about the one where he was uh, like two desolated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or the Earth was desolated yeah, and he mm -hmm. was by himself. <laughs> Yeah, that's more. That was kind of a apocalypse type movie um, mm -hmm. with the I Am Legend and stuff like that. With the disease, how it killed off a lot of people, and he was like one of the last ones standing with his dog. Yeah. Some weird junk like that. Well, he thought he was the last one standing, but like towards the end, he felt found he, out it he, was like it, other people yeah, too. Yeah, right, like, yeah, right. Society. <laughs> and I really, um, I really want to speak on music and how like it has a big influence on like the world, like okay. the power of music. Um, from my research, I believe that the devil was a fallen angel, but he was an angel of music. You know what I'm saying? And back then, like I'm a 90s baby. So back then music had more love in it. You know what I'm saying? It told a message, it was more conscious. Now they just talking about a whole bunch of thought stuff, music and drugs and violence. And you could tell like, cause y'all, y'all probably a little bit older than me. I'm 29, but Definitely. I know y'all witnessed the transition, how music used to be to how it is now. It got worse. You, you know, know what I'm You know what? I think the transition was, I don't know if Joe agree with me. I feel like 07. 07? I feel like, I feel like music took like a, a sharp, like just turn in like 06, 07. I'd say maybe like 09, really. 09? Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like um, 07 to 09 was a, a transitional period within itself. Mm -hmm. But after 2009, I'm trying to think, like, that that really opened the doors to a mm -hmm. lot of, at that point, experimental projects. Right. Because I know I noticed when N.W.A. came out, that's when that gangster music really started popping off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I think... They say hip hop started in New York, and then I think the West Coast was popping for a minute. NWA came out, and then that's when the South we just took over. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as Florida and Atlanta and stuff like that, we really took over. Yeah, I feel like the South took over around like '06 around the time. Like yeah, with Gucci, Gucci man, Gucci, Gucci. Yeah. I feel like this: the South took over in '95, '96, <laughs> but you know, I feel like we didn't staple it to where. They're, like we let it be known that mm -hmm. there's no one fucking with us mm -hmm. until maybe around you 2000. You talking about like Outkast? 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I, I'm I'm saying that because if you really go back and look at that, like, yeah, Outcast made the statement. That's what we like applaud. That's what we uh, hold high in high regard, right? Right. That moment. But you had nothing but successful, prominent Southern artists mm -hmm. in that time. Mm -hmm. UGK was popping. A Ball right, MJG right. was like thumping. You don't know what I'm saying? No, don't forget No Limit. No Limit was yeah. uh, No Limit was the biggest thing in music. Yeah, that nigga Master Hands P, uh, down. Master P was the richest rapper from, and he was from the South. Hands right. down, the biggest thing in music. Right. Um, the Hot Boys. You get what yeah, I'm saying? The boys, like they yeah. came two years, two, three years right after that. So yeah. I say it to say like the South to me was stapled around that 95, 96 uh, time because mm -hmm. it disrupted the the flow between New York and the West Coast. Right. Everybody right. else was getting, like you said, they'd have a little moment here, a little moment there. When the South came in, it never stopped. Mm -hmm. It only ascended from there. You get what I'm and, saying? And that the reason why I bring up like the transition of music because I want to put out more positive music, but I'm I'm going to do that. But I I realize that putting out conscious music, you're not really gonna get no plays in the club. They're not gonna really support you if you're talking positive. Certain people will, a certain fan base like J Cole. He has a good fan base that'll support him. But I feel like us as rappers, we need to put out more conscious music, more positive music, because the younger generation is watching us and they're looking up to us. And we gotta set an example. I mean, it ain't got all your songs ain't gotta be positive, like a hundred percent conscious, but you know, switch it up sometimes. And that's what I do. I switch it up because I realize that man, the power of music, it's a science to it. And I could elaborate more on that, but I'm gonna let y'all do y'all thing if y'all got something to say. No, you go ahead and elaborate. So yeah. put it like this. We're gonna start off with words. Words are spells, okay? That's why in school they call it spelling because it's so, it, 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 you can put spells on people. You can curse people, curse words. You know what I'm saying? So put it like this. If words have a meaning and I say a word to you, I'm basically putting a spell on you because I'm speaking it to you, okay. all right? So if words are spells, and for an example, if a rapper keeps speaking on death, rapping on death, 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 eventually it's gonna happen. Look at Tupac, he was rapping about death a lot. He ended up dying. Now we got NBA Youngboy rapping about death a lot. Got uh, caskets. You know what I'm saying? Like eventually, what you put out to the universe is what you get back. So it's just like I realize we have to watch what we say because it can manifest into reality. Um, so yeah. So basically, with music, music is a frequency. Um, music can hypnotize you. You know, like when you listen to a beat, it has you bobbing, it has you moving, you hypnotized by it. And at the end of the day, yes, music could be entertainment, but it does have a message. Every song has a message. And at the end of the day, it's just like my mixtape is pretty much me, me telling my story. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not all about oh, how many cars I got, all the jewelry I got, the money I got, the, the holes. It ain't about that. It's just about me rapping about my life and putting you on. Cause the reason I call it the book of Eli, cause it's a story of my life and how I came up. All right. So let me uh from what you were saying, I got a question for both of y'all, everybody. Mm -hmm. Do y'all 
um, believe in like Cointel Pro and like different stuff like that. What they talking about the FBI? One hundred percent. All right. So, do y'all believe like there was ever any artists out there that was put out there by the FBI to like control black people and make them do different oh, stuff? Most definitely. most definitely. All right. So, in that regard, I, I, I that's where I think it gets a little tricky. I'll be honest to say. Okay. Because. I think in that regard, like you, it's a lot of variables. Artist still has to be entertaining. You know, you can dump money into somebody, but you know, and I'm sure that they've tried different things, and and we've seen one hit wonders. We've seen you know artists that we've been like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> who 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 would allow him? To represent himself like this on on a national stage or whatever, right? Yeah. But um, I think that it would be more so like they used to say in the '60s, to where you see artists getting like um, selected more so and being mm-hmm. like, "Hey, look, we do got a proposition for you." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we want, we'll fund you. To keep doing what you're doing, right? And I think that people are cool with that because, again, we know that the FBI has turned blind eye to a lot of things in the past to be able to get people on bigger shit down the road. You know what I mean? So, I think that there could be situations of it, but I don't know, man. I don't know that they just like grabbing niggas up off the street or putting a nigga through writing school and saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> you finna fuck up the black community. Yeah. I had seen some shit, cause y'all know uh, Aaron Carter just died. Yeah. And he did an interview, I forgot who he did it with. Well, you know Aaron Carter had his issues with drugs, but when he said this, I like completely believed him. He was saying that he was, uh, he was like hanging out with like Michael Jackson a lot. Mm-hmm. And he said his mom, one day his mom grabbed him, she came in with like some, apparently some FBI agents. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that, well, he, well, yeah, she was pretty much saying that uh, the FBI was telling them to like pretend like Michael Jackson was like touching on him, yeah, and like he was like completely said, "Nah, I'm not gonna do that shit." So right. it's definitely a lot of things in like music where people just gotta be like, "All right, yeah, definitely the FBI and different people like the government and shit was like controlling different things." I believe 100%. you on that point because. Tupac, really like one of my favorite rappers of all time, other than uh, Lil Wayne. But the thing with Tupac, when he signed that deal with Death Row, that's when things really started to change. Cause I think he went from like Underground or Atlantic Records, Underground Records. <coughs> yeah, he was but, a digital underground. Yeah. But uh, it's like this. With music, what's the best way to control the black community? It's through music. We all listen to music. Um, music has an effect on what we drink. We wouldn't be drinking Casamigos and Hennessy if it wasn't for the music we've been hearing. Oh yeah. We wouldn't talk the way we talk with certain slang if it wasn't for the music. Even music affect the way we dress. You know what I'm saying? It's like us, we kind of look up the celebrities in a way because they make it look cool, but it's through the music. The music has a control over the population. So that's why I, I said like the fallen angel, the devil was the angel of music because music in this world, like in, in in this dimension we live in right now, music is what controls the people and has us hypnotized. And you can make anything seem cool. It could be dead wrong, but it could be a hard ass beat. 
and you hear it over and over and you just gonna vibe to it and you ain't even gonna realize like damn we calling each other bitches and hoes and niggas but it just sound cool through the music and that's how they get us under that hypnosis Definitely. That's another thing. Like people that's listening, definitely like speak positive things into everything. Mm-hmm. We had that interview with um, and this shit stuck with me. We did an interview with like Motion Cinematic, and I had asked them like, as far as videos and like definitely in Jacksonville because we had a little error, and it, I feel like it's ending now where we had a little kind of Chicago Drew area, but everybody yeah. just talking about dissing dead people yeah, or whatnot. Yeah, shit crazy. So I had asked him, like, what what won't you do in your videos? And he said somebody came to him and said they wanted to do a music video in a cemetery or, like, one of their ops and whatnot. Oh, man. And he said he wouldn't do the video. And I like, that shit just, that just stuck with me because I'm like, granted, he just shooting a video, but that just put mm-hmm. like a that will put like a bad aura on him too, right? Man, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, man, I feel like us for for the black community, we really got to come together, man. This this and stuff is really getting out of hand, and we got to have more respect for one another. You feel me? So it's just like this, like this, and ain't really the way. You know what I'm saying? Smoking dead ops, all that shit, man. That shit dead, man. Now it's all about spreading love. Uh, I, re- I research universe, the word universe. If you break it down, uni. Uni means one, as in coming together. And a verse is a song, like a vibration, a frequency. One verse, universe. The verse is basically love. Bob Marley, one love. So at the end of the day, the way this world gonna change is if we all stop holding grudges and we just we just show love for one another i know it's a lot going on in jacksonville shit crazy right now but we got to really like come down to a point where we just let this shit go and just try to start start over and just refresh man at least try bro because at the end of the day we the chosen ones you know what i'm saying they say we are the most populated in the world we're not the minority we're the majority it's black and brown people everywhere you know what i'm saying and it's just at this point, bro, we can't we can't be hating on each other, bro. We need our own schools, our own businesses, you know what I'm saying? Our own grocery stores. I know y'all heard of the uh Black Wall Street. Oh, yeah, you know what sure. I'm saying? I think it's in Tuskegee. But man, we we need our own everything. And as long as we spend money with each other, we can create our own economy. Because I'm spending money with you, I'm supporting your business. You spending money with me, you supporting my business, and we can just grow. But as long as we stay divided, we're gonna be conquered. Yeah. I was just talking about uh we was just talking about the Vostar shit. And um y'all remember when Killer Mike had that show on Netflix where he was just like he had one you ever seen it, Joe? Nah. You seen yeah, it? Yeah. Killer Mike, it's not familiar. Yeah, I remember him. All right, so Killer Mike, he had a show where it was really good. I'm I'm of course they got it canceled. Yeah. Cause it was like it was extra pro black. So he did his one episode, it was fire. He said he took a week. He said, I'm only uh, doing stuff that's pro-black, only do- doing things with companies right. that's pro that's owned by black people. Right. And one of the issues he had, it was this episode, it was on the episode, he had uh, he had his money with like a bank or whatever. And it was like, all right, bro, you doing everything pro-black. Like he done found a pro-black, uh, what you call it? Uh, he he done found a black owned Too Faced company. He, done, yeah. man, he found everything, water, everything yeah. black owned. Yeah, it was like, all right, man, you banking Wells Fargo? That ain't pro black at all, that bro. Ain't. So he like, damn, I got transfer my money to a black bank. Right. 
that's the only issue he had. He could not find a good black but bank. But you know what? It goes back to that situation with uh, Kyrie and Kanye. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, Adidas, black people don't own Adidas. Black yeah. people don't own Nike. And now look what they doing to Kanye with his contract with Adidas. Look what they doing with Kyrie with his contract with Nike. Yeah, it took it away. All right, let's talk about Kyrie. Let's just stay on Kyrie for a little bit. Sure. So uh, Kyrie, he just had a situation where like he pretty much got suspended. Pretty much, they said five. They said five games, but like he got to yeah. do like a list of shit just to come back. Let me see. Really? He done already list. did about half of it though. So he well, yeah, had to apologize. Yeah, he got apologize. Apologize. He had to meet with the ADL. He had to pay five hundred thousand. He had Damn. to. Um, he had to go to like, sensitivity training. He yeah. got to go to anti-Semitic training, which I don't know what that is. Mm. Basically, they're gonna teach him the history as to why what he said was anti-Semitic. Right. How it affects Jews and things of that sort. And this is just out, you know, from. Uh, 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 uneducated nigga, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But yeah. um, th- that that's gonna be the <coughs> premise. What? All right. What we as black people really don't understand is why they label it as anti-Semitism. We get, you know, the truth from the black perspective, right. but not from their perspective. Right. And the unfortunate thing is, you know, in this situation, they are the 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 controller to where, right. if there's a judge, they're gonna be it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, without knowing both sides of it, you know, mm-hmm. some things that we say can be hurtful. Some things that we can uh, say can be divisive. True. And we don't, again, we don't know that. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of people fuck up. I feel like, shit, Kyrie was really just speaking on his people. I feel like he wasn't speaking against them boys. It just seemed like whenever a black man speak up, they love to shut them up. It's like, I remember it was like one situation. They told LeBron, just shut up and dribble on some yeah. shit. And I'm like, damn, so basically you're a rich slave. You can't even have a freedom of speech. You know what I'm saying? Because he has so much, Kyrie and, and LeBron has so much influence. If they say the right things, they're going to get crucified like Jesus. Yeah. So look at look at Kanye. Look how they doing Kanye. Uh, uh, Kanye is over the top, though. And I'm not saying that mm-hmm. what he's, you know, I, I, I really don't even like speaking on that situation personally. Right, right. But I will say this, what he's done has been excessive in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, whether they were Jewish or not, if you go to someone, if, if a nigga came in here trying to work for us, work with us or some shit, and decided to show us porn during the meeting, mm-hmm. I would kindly ask that nigga to leave. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely Kanye's over the top. I feel like Kyrie shit, I feel like he could have did a little bit better explaining himself. But 100%. He tried to do the whole, I ain't got to say shit to y'all. He acted bro. like a bratty child, being honest. And I think that's uh-huh. what a lot of people are like holding back from saying. Mm-hmm. In that regard, he mm-hmm. acted like a bratty child. I'm not like, you know, hey, speak your peace. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you got to be able, you got to know that there's going to be questioning. 
You got to know that if you say it, you're going to have to double down. And if you're trying to avoid the list of things that you have to do, then you have to be able to articulate it well enough that people can understand you're not trying to be hurtful. You're not trying to be divisive. You're not trying to uh, single out Mm. a group of people by saying your beliefs about you and your people. Right. So I agree, but do y'all think he gonna do the list? Cause he's done half of it. I think he got no choice. I think after you pay five hundred thousand, you might as well commit to the rest. Might as well. He always he always be giving out money all the time. So he really he Kyrie one of them people like he obviously doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, I know that, but I I just feel like this. I feel like Kyrie is one of those people as well that knows he he has a platform to say these things because of basketball. Okay. If Kyrie stopped playing basketball today, I'm sorry, but we're like, yo, people are fickle. And the way that the media controls the narrative, Mm -hmm. they'd paint him to look as excessive and over the top as Kanye. Yeah, they're going to make him look Him wearing an afro and a pair of bell-bottom jeans or something that could be stylish had he been walking into an NBA game. Mm-hmm. might be labeled as Kyrie fell on hard times. And before the truth comes out, that lie is spread around social media that, hey, Kyrie done fell off because they kicked him out the NBA. Mm-hmm. All that money he was giving out, he should have held some for himself. I ain't gonna lie. I fuck with Kanye, though, because he was one of the uh, players that didn't want to get vaccinated, and they tried to penalize Kyrie, him for Kyrie. the... Yeah. Yeah, Kyrie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like whenever he goes against the system, they try to punish him, but he seemed like he's standing on his morals and his uh, his beliefs, so I respect him. Hey, man, 100%. before he even posted that documentary, they was already targeting him, targeting him when the Kanye shit was going down. Yeah. They was like, I wonder what Kyrie think about this, and they was just bringing his name. Oh, like, he ain't even... But This was like weeks before he even posted the uh, documentary, so they was already kind of targeting him. My only issue is... And it's a couple of people brought this up too. Like, why is Amazon not being brought yeah. up for even having this, even having that shit on a platform? I heard about All right, that. So the movie. Let me ask this yeah. though: In what regard would you hold Amazon accountable? Jeff Bezos making money off of it. He, you got to approve that shit before you put on it. It ain't like eBay mm-hmm. where you can just like post your stuff and you don't have to get approval. Like he's like Jeff Bezos. How many people not are that, making money off Nazi memorabilia? On or, Amazon? Or, I mean, not not necessarily Amazon, but... Oh, well, yeah. I see. I do see people... Yeah, you're right. It is people that sell... Like, you talking about like on eBay and whatnot? Yeah, all kinds of shit. <coughs> so if you can't hold a person selling something like that accountable, yeah. how can you hold How can you hold them accountable? Like that... Saying, every, every, every platform, like every store does have the right to sell or promote whatever they choose to you might not agree with dildos but they 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 up at uh adam and eve <laughs> type shit <laughs> you know what i'm saying like just being real like and and i i i use that to say that it that to us would be an extreme like what the fuck and it's like yeah they sell that you know what right. i'm saying but amazon is a company that prides itself on being able to sell almost mm-hmm. anything 
under the sun. So I, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if I could log in right now, search Nazi, mem- you know, Nazi, Right. And 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 find yeah, something. I, I got you. I got you. I feel like it's just, it's uh, different if in like open marketplaces. Like for example, eBay. It was like who the dude that killed uh, Trayvon Martin, I um, George Zimmerman. Yeah. he was selling like paintings and stuff. He sold everything. He sold the gun that he used. He sold uh, um, mm. like American flag paintings and and was like naming it after the day and shit like that. It was right. like crazy shit around that but yeah yeah he was selling that on ebay and he can't they really they, took they couldn't some, do anything they, yeah they couldn't do they took some of them down but they couldn't really do anything because it didn't violate any of the guidelines but amazon is different like me and you can't just go sell reop shirts on amazon without like they gotta approve that they shit approve they it. gotta sit and approve it right why they wouldn't had, they though right they There's would. somebody out there that wants to watch that kind of footage. Mm-hmm. From a business standpoint, I'm sure Jeff Bo- Bezos would have been sitting back like, why not? Mm-hmm. Right. Why not? Yeah, I got you. I feel like somebody need to be watching the shit. And the, like, for example, I didn't watch the documentary. So I might be ignorant to the situation because I'm going off everybody. Apparently it had like... Hitler propaganda in it. So that's yeah, I don't know. I ain't see I it either. About that. I ain't so, see it, and that's the same thing that I heard, so I'm not trying to like condone the video in any way, shape, yeah, or form. Right. You know what I mean? But I do want to say this. Like, again, why would Walmart, you know, uh, now Walmart's a little different because they have a reputation that's more mm-hmm. in your face. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Amazon Walmart is, sell bullshit too. Like I don't know if y'all seen it. Walmart was selling like fake Jordans. Some and great shit. value shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Now they sell all kinds of bullshit. But <laughs> what I'm what I mean is something that's so offensive to a large group of people, right? I think a lot. Amazon. Of oh, my bad. Um, good. Only thing I was gonna say though is uh, Amazon is such a big resource. Mm-hmm. They don't care if thirty thousand people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. They moving a million in a day. Mm-hmm. For sure, but hey, it is what it is, man. I mean, at the end of the day, what's hitting, what's hitting in the dark, gonna come to the light. So it's just like we just gonna sit back and watch for real. But they really starting to put everything in our face now. So yeah, I think elite like then Kanye pretty much said he had a handler or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of information is coming out about him. He was into like some um basically some of the projects that you was talking about similar to the he basically was in shit like uh the mk2 trials um um psychic psychological mind, mind testings control. and yeah yeah he was in the shit i like feel that like i feel like with him he had spoken that movie get out <laughs> and he said that movie get out was about him and basically that black man in the movie get out was actually kanye being in that chair sunken sunken in that hit like like that that's sunken in that place like that it's like he's under that like i said that, that spell that hypnosis and him messing with kim kardashian they evil as hell so it was yeah. on some shit like he was really out here being controlled and he's basically a rich slave and they got his mind but i feel like with kanye he's starting to break out of that spell and he's trying to like speak the truth but you can tell he's still under that that control like he's under like some evil spirit right now and it's like he's trying but right now it's just like he's kind of like stuck in between it's weird though 
Yeah, cause um, cause I'm about to ask you like, what's like one of the reasons why you fuck with him? Because like, mm. uh, people, Kanye do be saying some things sometimes that just like you gotta like listen to, mm-hmm. but then I be I like I hear something like, oh, okay, he kind of sounds crazy, but it's making sense. Right. But then I go back like, this nigga might actually be kind of crazy. So like, yeah, what do I need? What what does he what is he saying that I can't agree with? Like. He said some shit yeah. about his kids was going to school with like fake kids and shit. What? I'm like, nigga, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. That, that made me think of like uh, how people be saying like Sandy Hill was a conspiracy. But uh-huh. like, I'm like, why would he say that? But then also that shit kind of crazy also. It is like True. like with him and like Orlando Brown. I don't know if y'all been watching his interviews. I try they made, not to. They made them boys <laughs> sound crazy, but they be saying some shit though. Like, no, man. Orlando Brown is crazy. For real? <laughs> yeah, I'm not I even I feel like he crazy, but. I let a lot of things. You I think know, he on like, drugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. But with but with yeah, but that make people crazy. So I'm just gonna leave yeah. it there. Yeah, <laughs> with yeah, he had said some shit. He said slavery is a choice, and I think he said Harriet Tubman or somebody didn't free the slaves. And it's kind of true because it's like we got we got the choice to be slaves. We don't have to work a nine to five. We can all quit our jobs and be like, you know what? We finna start our own business or y'all gonna work for us on some shit. But nah, we all, like, people are under fear. They have anxiety. They don't want to lose their jobs. But if we all quit our jobs, no, we I'm don't a, have to work for the system. I, we I can literally start this. our own. Here's the thing. That is the dream of one. You know what I'm saying? Like, each person has that euphoric dream in their mm-hmm. head of how the black ecosystem could work, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is, and especially when you think about slavery, is mm-hmm. this. One person does not impact change. It don't. Yeah. That's why I say everybody, because it's a power in numbers. But <clears throat> where I feel like it gets really interesting with these kind of conversations is we got to take into consideration there's divisiveness in the word nigga which we've used yeah. now at this point as a term of endearment if if for nothing else i think an older generation should be able to look down on it and say okay well i can respect that for right. you right. it is a a more or less a um a gauge as to what level you know what i'm saying i can receive this personal what's good my nigga i'm joe you know right, what I'm saying? Right. And then how you respond to that energy, mm-hmm. nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, however it plays off, you know what I mean? Right. Let's us know where we stand, right? Um, but I think again, like, there's so much divisiveness amongst ourselves. It is. It is. We can't like, come together to to make it down the street half the time. Right. Much less you talk about starving your family, mm-hmm. having to watch someone die in front of you, someone you love, you know what I mean? And, and, and I'm just trying to put myself in the mindset of mm-hmm. what, what I could imagine slavery was like and trying to say, yo, brothers and sisters, let's band together to right. do this, right? right? Even if, like, you talking about people that had wealth, not like the population was so small when America was really thriving. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That those who had it, had it, right? Mm. 
So you talking about people that could lose 30 slaves in a day. Right. Yeah, it might hurt them. But they'll get those slaves knowing I'm going to make that money back over time. Right. Even if I have to work them harder, even if I have to work them to death, mm-hmm. I will kill these 30 slaves so that I set an example to the next 30. Mm-hmm. So that I set an example to the South. Right. to the next 30 counties you get what i'm saying so that everybody that hears about this land everybody hears about what happened right. to these 30 people knows you better not try it right you get what i'm saying so right. in that regard it's not so much a choice as it is a a a a um a question of who's ready to be a martyr because even today mm-hmm with what's happening with Kyrie there mm-hmm. and and Kanye mm-hmm. you have two people that are essentially moving in parallels and the community is not universally backing them i feel like they are in a way because it's like everybody not going to agree but the people that's woke they see what's going on Whenever somebody speak out against the system, I'm telling you, bro, they're going to make them look crazy. They're going to make them look foolish. You know what I'm saying? And it's just. But it's, they it's, haven't it's, lost yet. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Black Panthers, Malcolm X, Martin Luther. Yeah, Malcolm you X. get I what I'm saying? Like X. all of these examples that we have of moments mm-hmm. to where people did come together, mm-hmm. we have horrific endings nothing yeah. that that's why today we don't have a black leader yeah, that's they, why today they kill them they kill them all that's why today when we talk about black leadership mm-hmm. the community the community um unanimously says uh that was funny that was funny even when i said it i was like Come, all right <laughs> um, but that's why yeah. the uh the community though it, it it says we don't need a black leader because what we're subconsciously saying is i'm not willing to follow somebody that i know is gonna get killed one i'm not willing to follow somebody that i know won't be able to fulfill his or her dream but think about it though just because they killed don't mean their le- legacy ain't gonna live just cause if they kill, their legacy still gonna live on. That's why we talking to Malcolm X today, because even though he killed, his legacy is still living. Because we know what he stood for and what he fought for. Uh, look at Dr. Sabi. Now people still talking about Dr. Sabi. He been dead. People trying to eat healthier because they realize this food is GMO. True indeed. It's causing can- It's causing cancer. But I feel you like again, saying? that's history, man. That's just like moments in time that we we will talk about for mm-hmm. and and these things happened in our generation we're not talking about uh 10 15 20 30 40 50 mm-hmm. years from now mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like we're, we're we're talking about these things because they have relevance mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like malcolm x was 30 40 you know 50 years before us right, right. but in that same regard in that same regard how many people like yes we talk about him but how powerful is his mm-hmm. influence today it's very powerful bro because with history it repeats itself and like i said we still slaves it's just an upgraded version instead of being slaves like my master is more so mental it's mental we under mental slaves now so it's like instead of like 
but like how gotta how got put it instead of living like on a plantation and shit we going to work instead you know what i'm saying that's a True part indeed. that's a part of slavery yes we getting paid but we're not getting paid enough yeah. we're paying taxes they're taxing the hell out of us and on top of that inflation we're still slaves i can't even say what i want to see on TikTok because they censoring my shit. so it's just like bro we only got a freedom of speech bro we still slaves but it's mental now so it's just like that's really just what it is bro history repeats itself bro i believe in that shit. but check me out though you know where that is kind of fucked up today mm-hmm. even for the malcolms and the martins today mm-hmm. right and 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 we're not talking about a long span mm-hmm. in 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 uh in interval of time right today realistically like yes we are still slaves Definitely. but now it's not just black people facts the world essentially those who are not living in that top tier like yes it's just like and 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 in my mindset you know what i mean it's just like slavery was they had white slaves right yeah it's a class thing at this point exactly to where those who are but here's where it's fucked up we're at the bottom right so you we would be filled niggas essentially right Mm -hmm. so those who are in middle class they in the big house right how many of the people in the big house supported those in the field? Also, for also example, uh, Kyrie with the whole net situation. Ky, uh, Kyrie wealthy as fuck, hundreds of millions of dollars. He's wealthy. He's in the high up class, but they still drop their nuts on him. Yep. They're like, hey, you got bread, but yep. if you want to dribble this basketball again, you got to do this list. Right. And if you don't do it, fuck you. It's a lot of playing China somewhere. So I think that, man, like, we just have to have a better understanding to prepare ourselves for the things that we're talking about are coming, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because, yes, we are still slaves. It is a mental thing because social media controls you. What do you see on social media? You see everything that you want on people, your age, your, like, Mm -hmm. in what you're thinking, are in your range of of um lifestyle level of success right. things of that sort right comparing their lives they, to their lives so but you just gotta wait your turn it's not even just that we don't understand people are scamming Definitely. there's a flaw like there is a i think that there is a machine that's putting money into certain people so that hey i want you to promote these images mm-hmm. i want you to promote this lifestyle so that it has an adverse reaction like we talked about i think that's easier with social media influencers today mm-hmm. i think that that's easier with social media platforms today which is why we see such a a um strong focus on videos content like that right think about how that benefits that machine today the only thing that we watch fight videos that was that culture there has been built up since youtube you know what i mean since the earth of you know what i mean hip-hop type so uh we got the fight videos but now it's a lot of parodies of things that (coughs) in any community Mm -hmm. we don't agree with right white black asian uh china you know uh, 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 um 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 hispanic you know what i'm saying latino right. whatever um right there there are a lot of like for the black community you got men in dresses and and right. on so a weird. regular 
Like, that's not something that to where in the movies, we used to talk about that being a thing. But even in that time, it wasn't like you went to the movies and saw three movies in a year of niggas in dresses. Right. It was getting worse. Now, if you watch one video on uh, on anything, and it's not by (coughs) choice, if you see one video of a dude in a dress, somehow, some way, the algorithm puts another 10 on the the page. And it's like, what the fuck is is the world going? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's definitely wild, though. It's like we can't control what we see on social media. It just pop up. That's why, like our kids, we got to be careful, like giving them tablets and phones, because you don't know what they're gonna come across. So I think that this man, I think that, like I say, we do got to better prepare ourselves. We have to, and it's it. I always think about um, that Michael Jackson song. <laughs> it sounds so corny to say, but no, you good. Um, the Michael Jackson song, "Man in the Mirror," because like, yo, he said some of the realest shit. Like. He did. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Yes, if you want to make a difference, you gotta uh, you change know yourself. look in the self, look in the mirror, and change yourself or whatever. Right. In the world today, you gotta look in the mirror. Yeah, okay. so mm-hmm. make a change. That nigga went <laughs> crazy. Na 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 na. Yeah, it's but crazy. um, uh, I I I think about that because I think this one the influence that we have on those closest to us impacts them in ways that oftentimes we don't think about small things lingo think about how much how many of your friends say similar sayings or similar words you know what i'm saying they might say them with the same fluctuation or for y'all you thinking like damn this a joke right right but that's the that's the proximity that's you all being close that close knit over such a long time that mm-hmm. you've naturally taken on each other's habits and things of that sort, right? Mm-hmm. You might have somebody that, you know, when y'all first went out to eat or or were out in public was a little more excessive over the right. top. And they saw your demeanor right. was relaxed. And it's like, okay, well, let me chill with. For sure. So got to start with things like that. For those of us with kids, you know, I don't have any, but... Uh, for those of us in the community that do have kids, you got to raise them up to where they can think for themselves and just be be themselves. Because like you said, like have when critical the pandemic thinking. hit, it seemed like when OnlyFans came out and uh, Cash App, <laughs> nah, these on City Girls and the City Girls came out, it all like it's all connected. Okay, she going to be on some thought shit. She going to get Cash App on some OnlyFans shit. So it's I think just like, that shit wild. It is wild, honestly. It's just wild to think how many people just like was so willing to do it so quickly. That yeah. that kind of shocked me. You know what I mean? Right. It was desperate, man. Yeah, like, yeah. No, 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 no. A lot of them when they say when ain't no shaming for me, ladies. <laughs> so we got a show on the Eli. You probably seen it on the Instagram. We got a show yeah. REOP at night where we talk to the. Porn star only fans women. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Check that out. Keep scrolling a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, so. <laughs> so, so we always ask the, It's coming back. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Back, we back. actually shooting this week. So yeah, it's back very soon. All right. So uh when we, we always ask them like what made you start OnlyFans? And they answers always, oh, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I lost my job. Yeah. I was desperate. That's Yeah. I mean, that's that a general sense. consensus. That shit, wow, bro. It that does. That's so, why I'm single right now. This nigga don't know who to trust. I think <laughs> that, you know, they should have been, you know, not everybody, you know, had to get naked. You know what I mean? Not everybody has to get naked. And we see that. You know what I mean? Um, I think some women just want to express themselves. You know hey, what man, I mean? I don't know about y'all. I enjoyed the entertainment 
I know they had, they had to get naked. <laughs> yeah, like I, I say, I, I'm I not. Enjoy, I enjoy I'm not against it. that. I'm hey, not against hey, none of it. Y'all remember back? I'm just saying from a business standpoint. You, you know what I mean? They could have made page? a lot of women could have made that same money just yeah. from a marketing standpoint. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, definitely remember back page. Yeah, the oh, yeah. They, they cut that out, and then only fans popped up like a couple years later. So it's like, mm. you know who got rid of back page, right? Nah, who was Kamala? Kamala? Mm. Yeah, Kamala. Oh Harris. shit. I yeah, didn't she, even know yeah, that. She got rid of Backpage. Wow. Actually, crazy. that might have been a good thing, though. Like, I, yeah. I think Backpage was a lot of um, sex trafficking. It was. Though. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, like, so. the newer ones. Like, they actually had a lot of, like, m like um, missing persons and cases and oh, wow. all kinds of shit going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, the good come with the bad. Of course, there always got to be some people that fucks this shit up. So, but the OnlyFans women, they 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 figure out a different route to do their shit. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And I mean, it's safer, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot better, you know what I mean? In the comfort of their home, they can control everything yeah. about it, you know what I mean? Right. So. My cousin told me if you DM them, they, they reply back with the price. My, that's what my cousin <laughs> told me. <laughs> what are you telling me? $40? Look at that. What that thing hitting on? <laughs> like 80, 80 bucks. 40. <laughs> yeah. That's what my cousin told me, though. I, I I wouldn't know. For so sure. Eli, let's go back to the music real quick. For sure, for sure. So you say you was twenty nine, right? Yeah, I'm twenty nine. You got any uh, issues with uh? Well, have you ran any issues? Because you know, rapping is like a young man sport. Me and Joe talk about that all, all right. the time. <laughs> right. Uh, me and Joe in our thirties, and like most of the people we interview, be like early twenties, pretty yeah, much yeah, or yeah. mid twenties. Mm -hmm. Some of them we be having like ten yeah, plus yeah. years older. It's like, <laughs> hey, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> well, my yeah. thing is like, it's like. I look at it like this, like I can relate to the youth, probably not a hundred percent, but it, I, I feel, feel like I feel, the same way. I feel like it's not an age number on being raw. Like if you got if you got good flow, shit. if you picking the right beats, and if you snapping on some raw shit, it don't matter how old you is. Nigga gonna respect you. A nigga ain't gonna hear your song and vibe to your shit and be like, damn, how old this nigga is? Right? No, they gonna be on some shit like, damn, this nigga raw. I want to hear more of his music. At the end of the day, like I said, when I was growing up financially, I ain't have it like that. But now that I got money to back myself, I'm gonna re keep recording, I'm gonna keep dropping music. So I feel like age ain't really nothing but a number because age doesn't classify how raw you is and how you can transcend and how you can just basically keep the crowd liking your music it's not about your age it's about your craft your talent and how serious you are about your music and can you relate to the people so real quick if i can chime in and just add on to that mm -hmm. i think this if we were talking about um you know the the sound of music today mm -hmm. um it being more of a negative influence and things of that sort right. i think that if in hip-hop we want to see that change it's gonna take older artists it's gonna take right. you know artists Mature. in their 30s yeah yeah artists that have had more life experience and are transitioning from the things that they may have done in the past. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? And that, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, keep no. Going, keep going. no, no, no. Okay, because I'm on some shit. Like, like I said, I'm a 90s baby. And at the end of the day, 29 not old, 30 not old, 35 not old. It might be old to y'all. Right. But really, and realistically, that's not old, bro. It's, right. old. it's old on I the mean, internet. Yeah. Right, right. So it's on some shit. Like, I can teach you some things. I can snap, I can snap and I can teach you some things and drop jewels because a lot of these niggas don't got no daddies in their life. 
Mm. A lot of these niggas look up to rappers because they they soaking up game from rappers like NBA Youngboy. Niggas looking at the NBA Youngboy and they probably the same age on some shit. So really, bro, it's on some shit. I can drop gems on niggas. You just got to hear me out. So my first song on my mixtape is called Third Eye. And I'm basically dropping gems, bro, about the world and how this shit is changing like upon us. Yeah. And at the end of the day, bro, look at two chains. Look at niggas that came in the game. You know what I'm saying? They was older, but they was snapping. But I feel like I'm not I'm not worried about that age shit, bro. As long as I'm snapping, bro, and I'm expressing myself, getting my point across. And at the end of the day, bro, it's gonna sell itself, bro. I ain't gotta do too much talking, bro. The music gonna gonna say it all. That's some real shit. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Cause I had to think about it, man. Like some of my favorite artists is like damn near I'm near 30 and like right. you say you 29 me personally right. I feel like my life didn't even really start until I was about 29 to be honest really? like 29 30 because right. everybody be like I think people just drawing off the internet shit yeah um right. and I feel sorry for the young niggas now especially with these younger women because they be seeing like the city girls and all that right and like I seen one chick she was like she was like around like 20 and she had made like a status about like she, she, how she only went like a nigga with like a car and like a house and shit. Oh, and I was like, nigga, when I was like 20, I think I was still with my mom. Yeah, I mean, right. I know I was in and out. I was back and forth, you know what I'm saying? No right. stability, you know what I mean? I like, my mom. I don't think I had a job. I think I was poor as fuck. Yeah. Like, uh huh. Because it was just living, you black, know? Like, us as black people, I ain't saying all blacks. But we didn't start like the white folks did. Our credit was good. We had a car at 16 and all that extra shit. It took us time to get on our feet. So really, you don't really start living your life till you about 30 anyway, because your credit should be straight by then. You know what I'm saying? You should have a car, you should have a place by then. And you really just getting it out the mud. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these people that got silver spoons and shit, they got their daddy in their life. So yeah. they got both parents to support them. I just had one type shit. So it's just like, even though I'm 30, bro, like I'm still like, like I said, I'm still finding myself on some shit. So now that I'm finding myself, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm finna like take off with this music shit and take this shit serious, but I'm not finna let nobody say, oh, you too old to, to reach your dream. It don't matter how old you is, bro. Keep chasing your dream, bro, until you until you dead. Because we only got one life. That's some real shit, man. That's some real shit, bro. Man, salute, man. Eli, man, you an intelligent hey, brother, bro. This been a good ass episode. And for man. real, so, if so. I ain't uh, know which one was which, the buttons, I would've <laughs> yeah. gave your ass a round of applause. Right. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we just got this new soundboard. I ain't programmed it yet. But yeah. We, but, we just we'll give them an actual yeah, round of yeah, applause. Man, for so sure. Cause you just dropped a hey, you dropped the honey right there. For sure, <laughs> man. Because at the end of the day, bro, it's just about the community, bro. I'm born and raised here in Jacksonville, bro. Mm -hmm. We we went through the most, bro. This shit is rough out here, bro. Through, going through racism, niggas hating on you. This is really a crap pot city. Definitely. But that's why I really fuck with y'all boys, cause y'all boys showing love off top. Y'all giving me this opportunity to express myself. And like I said, bro, we all gotta support each other on our dreams, bro. And we gotta do better, bro. Because at the end of the day, they want us fighting each other. They mm -hmm. want us going against women. You know what I'm saying? It's a war going on, mental war, spiritual war. But we gotta break out of that shit, be mature and just understand that we have to love each other and come together. Love is gonna make this shit work. Not fear, not hatred, but love. And I stand by that. Salute. That's real. Sure. That's some real shit, man. So, hey man, salute Eli. Sure. 
We about to do real niggas of the week. They need their ass beats and get the fuck up out of here, man. Salute Eli once right, again. Right, right. Sure. At the end, we'll let you plug all your stuff. But uh, right. the sending real niggas of the week, hit us up. Mail at raopodcast.com. That's mail at raopodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can hit us up on the hotline, 424-260-REOP. Eli, I'm not sure if you're I, familiar with the real niggas of the week. So it's pretty much just like a shout out. Anybody you want to shout out? Anybody did some real nigga shit? Celebrity, oh, for person sure. you know personally. I can anything. say some shit before we uh, close it out. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I just want to say y'all make sure y'all follow me on Instagram nine zero four underscore Eli. Um, shout out to my cousin. You know what I'm saying, Tyreek. You know what I'm saying for just recording my videos when I'm out here performing, doing my thing. Shout out to my brother for supporting me. You know what I'm saying, uh, Assad. Shout out, man, to Reese Montana. A real nigga, bro, yeah, Reese Montana. He gave me the opportunity to record with him. He was my first feature. I paid for the feature, and we did a song called John Morant. You know what I'm saying? It's on all platforms right now. And um, he he gave me some tips when it came to recording, and I just took the shit serious. But you know, like I said, bro, we in the crab pot type type city, and and I really appreciate uh, Reese Montana, my boy Juso Groovy that I went to school with, Terry Parker. And you know what I'm saying? We all just been on this music shit, you know what I'm saying? On, like underground, shout out to underground, all y'all boys, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, we all trying to blow up. We all trying to make it out of Jacksonville. So at the end of the day, let's keep just showing love, supporting each other. And um, make sure y'all scream my mixtape, uh, book a 904 Eli on all platforms, man. And that's pretty much all I got to say, man. I appreciate y'all for real. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, we run through these real quick. My uh, first real nigga of the week, I just got one, man. Shout my Seminoles, man. Eli, what, what college football you team you fuck uh, with? Some college shit. I went to <laughs> Bethune-Cookman University. So I, I support my HBCUs, but I like the Gators. Gator. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> we asked this year, but hey, let's Trash. go. <laughs> let's go. Hey, man, right. but my uh, Seminoles, man, we we Damn, not ass. Fuck them Seminoles. <laughs> What's y'all record? Uh, what do we is Like five and three, I believe? Yeah, I think y'all shit. doing all right right now. Yeah, yeah, man. So salute my uh, Seminoles, man. Hurricane. It started off ugly for y'all niggas, That's though. Real. We were like four in a row. Oh, y'all did? Yeah, we won, we won We won four in a row, then we just lost like a bunch in a row. Okay, yeah, that's, that's what it was. But anyway, man, ain't no hurricanes in the building right now. Hurricane, Miami Hurricanes, y'all ass. Y'all talked all that shit. We beat y'all 45 to 3. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear shit from y'all yeah, no more, from Miami bro. Miami can't say nothing. Yeah, Miami Hurricanes, y'all got to shut the fuck up, man. It's, it's the, hey, man, I ain't a Gators fan, but it's the Gators and the Seminoles only in Florida. Y'all hurt. Look, what camera I'm looking at? I'm looking at all three of these motherfuckers. Hurricanes, shut the fuck up. Right. Y'all lost your chain. What they had, the turnover chain? Y'all ain't yeah, even got yeah, that no yeah, more. Nah. Hurricane fans, shut the fuck up. But it's crazy though, because like Florida State, Florida is Florida. I'm from Florida, so I'm going to fuck with all the Florida colleges yeah, on some shit. Yeah, 100%. But what's the difference between the state of Florida and Florida Gators, though? Like, I, don't, I, I mean, never got that part. Real niggas. And oh man, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that, bro. Yeah, nah, because we, 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 yeah, I would say we would lose that one. <laughs> <laughs> Did we play yet? But I fought with Tallahassee, though. Heavy. Nah, nah, we play at the end of the year. Oh, okay. I fought with Tally, though, because that's where fam you at and shit. You know what I'm saying? So like, I got love for Florida State. Man, I just grew, it's crazy. I just grew up like a Florida State fan. I didn't okay. go to the college. Yeah. I was just like a fan of like the niggas back in the day, like, uh, 
Chris, uh, not Chris Wink, that's y'all niggas. Peter Warwick and shit like yeah. that. I was fans of niggas like that. So I was like, For all sure. right, man. Uh, I think that's just my shout my uh, FSU, man. Seminole, man. We definitely going to get a bowl game this year. So mm-hmm. salute to that. That's my only real nigga. Joe, you got one? Man, I actually got a few, but um, I don't know if this was mine. This uh, nigga that turned food stamps into cash. You, cash have, you had posted on the Discord. It cash Let's see. What what happened? Because <laughs> I definitely forgot what this nigga did. He had, uh, I think he like finesse niggas. I think he like bought like some brownies out of store. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <What>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, real niggas of the week. Who's <laughs> stamps in the cash in five minutes? <laughs> yeah, I'm just playing the audio. This shit keep fucking up. Who stamps into cash? Please don't try to sit home unless you have the proper protection. You go grab you a couple of these, depending on however much you're trying to make. Do you see the deal? Vegas ain't gonna tell y'all that though. Yeah, them bitches fired though. Who? Hey, listeners, I wouldn't suggest doing this. So basically, the nigga, he took. Yeah, don't do this. <laughs> he went inside 7 Eleven and got some regular brownies <laughs> and put them shits in like some weed packages <laughs> and was selling them as like weed brownies. So he finessed. Yeah, he finessed niggas, bro. Nah, you can't do that, dog. You get killed out here. Yeah, yeah straight If you up. sell it to the wrong person, you will get shot the yeah, fuck up. Straight so. up. I knew a nigga selling soap back in the day, boy. Really? I used to tell that nigga every day, man. Are you risking your life? Quit that shit, yeah. He was selling soap. Hey, uh, you know what's crazy at my job? I know a nigga that would be selling fake J's. He talking about he found a website. The Jordans look so real. But I was like, bro, you risking you your life. Refresh it. Selling fake retros. I, got I wouldn't do that shit. They usually do at it. At, uh... I know what you mean. Um... Alright, so I'll just tell y'all what they is real quick. This nigga uh wanted to build a pool inside his um inside his crib. Oh yeah. So he dug out his entire um he dug out his entire basement. Once he emptied it out, uh, he set up to do the pool, right? right? He got everybody in the pool swimming, like he had mm-hmm. the shit successful as fuck. Right. Built a nice ass pool. The city came by and was like, yo, we we want to come by and do an inspection oh. on the crib. You know what I'm saying? On what you're doing in the in the um basement. Mm-hmm. So he changes it, takes out the water, and turns it into a uh golf simulator. That nigga's smart. He's brilliant, bruh. This nigga's genius. Definitely. It doesn't stop there. He he goes all the way, buys the turf, the tarp, everything. Makes it look like it is a full out golf simulator, right? Wow. There was a game. That's the inspector. He was a Chiefs fan. So he took him to the fucking Chiefs game for tailgating. Yeah. The inspector was a Bills fan. Mm. He jumps through the fucking table. Boom. (laughs) Has a great time. Doesn't even. I think they go out that night. They get drunk, too. comes back, he checks out the uh, the golf thing, clears it, and he's back to the pool. 
Damn. That's so so he so he made bro forget all about the pool shit. Yeah, I guess he was just like so. I guess he was so intoxicated. He said, "Man, fuck it, bro. You got it." You're yeah. like, I can't even get out of bed. What? All right, now this next one, yeah. I gotta cut the audio up. I've been playing <laughs> through the mic, but this was the realest shit ever. This nigga, uh, his neighbor was stealing his packages, mm-hmm. so he set him up. What is, the package exploded. Oh man! Hey, that's crazy. Listen, listen. Your neighbor though. That's crazy. And he knew it was his neighbor because he had the ring camera. Yeah. Mm. Man, his neighbor was so flaw for that shit. <laughs> That's some flaw ass shit. Bro. That's some broke ass shit. <laughs> he can't even walk for real. Hey man, everybody invest in a ring camera, bro. Yeah, I need one. Of them invest in one ASAP, bro. Brush shit himself. Mm. I would shit myself too if I pick up a package that shit exploded. <laughs> that shit kaboom on your ass, yeah. <laughs> All right, they need their ass because I ain't really got one. Uh, I guess I got the Nets, man. What they doing to Kyrie? So, but Kyrie, uh, that Kyrie's uh, blowing up for real. So you got one? Um, I got this nigga that drove away from the uh, police. Why you pulling me for For what? Y'all tripping, bro. <laughs> Oh, he just pulled off. He just pulls off. But oh, listen, yeah. tweaking. I don't know why he's recording himself like a dumbass. That's just worse. He's driving a stick ship or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That nigga car sound like it's about to tear up. Nigga, this is grab that photo type shit, dude. You think he's out of there, right? Three, two, one. Oh, that ain't it. Oh, <laughs> it's over. It's done. That shit song is done. Like, oh yeah, we might want to hop out and get running, bitch. Bro, he didn't even get away. Now look at this nigga. Look at this dumbass nigga. Shoot his ass so bad. Bro, they acting dumb as fuck. His hands definitely up. Nah, he about to try to do it again. On some shit. That bitch is drive. That nigga an idiot, dog. Yeah, it's over for bro. Oh, and then this nigga got caught in class by his teacher. You know how on TikTok you can send a thousand likes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
this nigga is blowing up some chick page that's mm-hmm. twerking. <laughs> and he sitting in class, one of his homies recording him. And it paying up. Yeah. <laughs> right at him. <laughs> bro. Yeah, bro. Bro was wildin'. I don't know what You're I like. You know you fucked up, right? He need to go home and give himself like 30 lashes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. I ain't gonna lie, I fuck with that TikTok shit. That shit be funny. <coughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like TikTok. I be, I be wasting a bunch of time on TikTok. For sure. Too much time. Be learning shit, but it be a lot of entertainment on that too. And if you do content like rapping, podcasting, that's a good, that's an amazing place to like spread your shit. Right. 100% great outlet. Yeah. It's like one of them, it's like one of them apps where like the more you post, mm-hmm. the more traction with, you get. The more yeah. traction. The harder you work on it, definitely, definitely. For sure. Everybody slander TikTok. I, me personally, am, I watched am the white guy that owned a wolf. Like, I mean, he ain't even own a wolf. Mm-hmm. He just had a wolf that like was in the jungle, like in the woods rather. <laughs> and it would come, <laughs> it would come and visit like what? every night. And he set out little food. He yeah. chill with it. The dog and his dog and the wolf was friends. Wow. And I watched like thirty TikToks of this dog yeah. and wolf relationship. That's it, different. Bro, sound, TikTok just make anything interesting. That sound yeah. fire to that wolf bite his ass. One Bro, that's what I was thinking. I was like, man, let me see if, <laughs> if there's an update story. All right, who you going to fuck with, the dog or the wolf at that point? All of a sudden, you just don't see no more updates. You like, oh, that, wolf, that, wolf, that wolf got that nigga. Right. <laughs> Shit, I was thinking more so that damn dog. <laughs> they get to play and that wolf say, all right. You know I'll still kill you. And exactly, dog. Like, I couldn't. But I respect it. Like TikTok, one of them things you just see random shit, mm-hmm. and you like you could make anything viral almost. Right, mm-hmm. right. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. That's crazy, man. But hey, man, it's been another episode. Random Max of podcast. Sure. Your boy Ampavelli. Mr. Jefferson. Nine hundred four Eli, man. Yes, sir, yes, Plug sir. all your stuff. That camera right there. Yo. Go ahead. All your social medias, all that, man. Hey, man, I just want to say shout out to Duval County, born and raised, Southside Baby. Look, man, make sure y'all follow me on Instagram, 904 underscore Eli. Um, book a 904 Eli to mixtape on all platforms. You know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all support. I appreciate all my supporters. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just going to keep going up with this music. Shout out to my boys for this raw ass interview. Yeah. Best interview ever. And shit, yep. like I said, y'all boys keep going. Blessings. Yes, sir, Appreciate man. It, man. Like I said, it's been another episode of Random Max of Podcast. Follow us on IG, REO Podcast, Twitter, REO Podcast, mm-hmm. YouTube, youtube.com slash REO Podcast, all that shit, man. Right. Let's go. Tap in with us, tap in with Eli. With all that said, we are out. Go on. Game over.